For Soundside, I'm Alex Rochester. Are you worried about the political division in our country? We are too. And over the last seven months, KUOW's community engagement team has been partnering with StoryCorps on a solution. It's called One Small Step. It's an initiative that pairs strangers who have different political views for a conversation in which they get to know one another as people. Today, we're going to hear what happened in one of these conversations between two people based in Washington state. Finding out you disagree with someone you like is a jarring experience. And when it comes to heated political topics, those disagreements can lead to lost relationships. One Small Step is about finding connection despite disagreement. In this conversation, Alison, a progressive, and Sulani, a libertarian, share stories about how they see this playing out in the younger generations of their families and how they're working to counteract it. Hi, I'm Alison Briscoe-Smith. And I am 46 years old, and I am in South Seattle. And my name is Sulani Madsen. I am 67 years old, and I am in Edwall, Washington. My personal political values are probably best described as a libertarian of the two parties, recognizing that politics is played as a team sport. Mm-hmm. The team that best reflected what I was seeing uh, was the Republican Party. Our county is very conservative. We are, we probably are the, the reddest county in Washington. You know, I've spent my entire adult life in Berkeley, California. It's probably the opposite of where you live in terms of like, um, it, it, it describes itself as progressive and liberal. One of the things that's been great about moving to Washington, even though I'm in Seattle, is I've had more chances to kind of connect with a broader array of folks. After my 20 years in Berkeley, there was some places of friction. Like I think I was getting frustrated with a sense that progressive and liberal was synonymous with kind and caring because that wasn't always my experience. I think I'm at a place of getting frustrated with like the ways in which our political identities are getting so fused and merged with who we are as people gets me worried. Yeah. Let me tell you, there was the National Convention of Brave Angels in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania this summer. And I took my 13-year-old granddaughter with me and to expose her to uh, to a little more of the world. She's from Minot, North Dakota. She was so excited to get to see skyscrapers. And we got to go to the National Aquarium in Baltimore. And before the convention, we were in Baltimore for a day with one of my uh, co-coordinators uh, from the Central Eastern Washington Alliance, Emily. It's very blue. Um, but we had a good time and we're, we're showing the, we're showing the 13 year old, the town and, and then we go to Gettysburg. So we go to Gettysburg, we check in for the convention and wherever angels has a policy of balance. So there were an equal number of reds and blues at the convention. And uh, Genevieve is looking around and saying, so why do some people have red lanyards and some people have blue lanyards? And I'm trying to explain politics in a short soundbite. I said, well, the people who have the red lanyards probably voted for Trump and the people that have the blue lanyards probably voted for Biden. And she said, yeah. "Ooh, who would vote for Biden? And uh-huh. I said, but Emily has a blue lanyard. And she said, yes, but we like Emily. What an amazing opportunity, right? To kind of learn and get that kind of connection and to have them hear from each other. Like my, my um, mother's family is from Texas and my kids love, love it there. And they have a beloved older cousin, you know, like the older cousin's got like the pickup truck and can take them around and do all of this. And then they uh, found out that he voted for Trump 
and my kids had the same kind of reaction, but like, how could you possibly? And they had actually conflated also with race as well, because they're black. They're like, we've never met a black person who voted for Trump. But what does that mean? And it was this kind of bumping on it. And they landed on and we love Pierre. He's our cousin. Um, yeah. But it's it's stuck with him a little bit. Right. I would love to get past the labels. My whole focus is on what kids need. And I'm getting worried that our ability to have a shared language about what kids need is getting weaponized against us. Um, And against mostly our kids. Like, I don't think it's a great thing that my kids or other kids are automatic to assume that they can't like that person because of who they voted for. And, and that's why I took my granddaughter with me because I'm trying to start having those conversations with her about, okay, let's, okay, let's just let's yeah. back off from that. I want you to remember that moment. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I shouldn't judge this person by the color of their lanyard. Yeah. What's something you'll take with you from this experience? Um, I was pretty nervous just around, I think, um, potential hurt, like either mutual hurting of each other in some kind of way or offense or or that. So pretty nervous. So what I'm going to take away from this is that this was actually quite delightful and I probably should try it on some more. What about about you? Uh, I think hope that uh, not everybody in Seattle is a closed-minded progressive liberal, that there are some open-minded people there (laughs) and that maybe we can actually make some bridges across the state because sometimes that feels so impossible. And so thank you for helping reinforce that hope. Yeah. Yeah. There's more of us. If you want to hear more about the project and from participants about the experience, the community engagement team is hosting a listening showcase at the Seattle Central Library on December 5th. Visit koaw.org slash events to find out more. StoryCorps One Small Step and the radio station hubs are made possible by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. I'm Alex Rochester. At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.